listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via our contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoyed this program, please consider supporting us by joining the Vintage Radio Club. All Vintage Radio Club members get access to our Saturday program in which we present shows that are longer than our half-hour podcast which feature productions from Lux Radio Theater and Mercury Theater on the Air and more. If you join us on our Patreon page, you get more features like an exclusive I Love Old Time Radio sticker, access to our ad-free podcast, and more. Visit iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support for more details. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Mondays, the Green Hornet hunts down the biggest of all game. Public enemies who try to destroy our America. We are missing a lot of episodes, pretty much the rest of 1939. So almost a year later, we have this episode, which originally aired on May 20, uh, May 9th, 1939. And this is not a drop worth drinking. The Green Hornet. hunts the biggest of all games, public enemies that even the G-men cannot reach, the Green Hornet. Not a drop worth drinking. The events and characters depicted in this drama are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Clarion Paper! Epidemic Hit City! Read about the epidemic! Clarion Paper! Epidemic! 
Nettle will not publish scareheads like the Clarion. Why should we alarm people needlessly? Analysis of over 50 samples of milk taken at random convinced me that we must look further for the source of con- contamination which gives rise to the present epidemic. Signed, Grant, City Health Department. In my opinion, the present epidemic is nothing about which to become alarmed. Such an ailment occurs with the present frequency about once every seven years. I believe this spring is simply the time for the recurrence of such an epidemic. Signed, Dr. Holmes. Samples of the city water supply show no trace of contamination. Signed, Fox, city chemist. The public is advised to boil all drinking water. Signed, health commissioner. Please carry your paper. Ten new cases of fever in last 24 hours. Rally your story of epidemic. It is quite possible that a contamination exists in the water which cannot be isolated. Brigham, M.D. I demand an investigation be conducted. Maybe our purification system has failed. In my opinion, there is nothing about which to become alarmed. Boil all drinking water. Such an ailment occurs as an epidemic about once every seven years. I demand an investigation. What's the matter with our water system? There is nothing about which to become alarmed. Play this epidemic down. There's no reason to alarm the public. I'll tell you why I sent for you, Dr. Holmes. You've been one man who's kept a level head through all this scare. The manner in which the clarion has used scareheads is enough to almost start a panic. I realize that, Mr. Reed, and I think your paper has been wise to play it down as much as possible. If the clarion would only do as a sentinel has done... Dr. Holmes... I asked you to come here because I'm interested in your theory that there's nothing in the way of contamination behind this epidemic. I'm sure there isn't. And that assurance has made considerable trouble for you, hasn't it? Why do you say that? Hasn't it? Well, yes. There are men in this city who have gone on record with statements against you. Yes. Statements against a lot of other men as well. Yes, but I'm the one who really suffers. Have you heard from the medical association? Well, yes, I have. I thought as much. They've expressed this favor because of the publicity you've had. I've been accused of seeking publicity. I've been charged with making what appears to be a sensational statement for no other reason than to achieve a lot of publicity. And, Mr. Reed, that has been the furthest thing from my thoughts. I've stated the simple truth. And that's what I thought, Dr. Holmes. But it would appear that people don't want the simple truth. And Burton has been pretty noisy in his demand for an investigation of the water supply. It has been investigated, Mr. Reed. The water supply is perfectly all right. The water is not contaminated. There's a lot being said against the officials who agree with you. Uh, I know. Are you acquainted with George Tyler? Very well. He's been the brunt of some mighty bold charges. Simply because he insists that the water system is perfectly all right, Burton accuses him of all manner of outlandish things. Tyler is an honest official. It's too bad there aren't more like him. Did you hear about the row between him and the city chemist? Oh, you mean Fox? Yes. I didn't know there was any argument. A bitter one. Tyler went to Fox's laboratory yesterday afternoon. Fox was bending over a microscope, and on his bench there were samples of water each one of which had been tested for various elements and bacteria. Fox had already submitted a report to which Tyler... Uh, You contradicted your original statement, Fox. Oh? Oh, hello, Tyler. I didn't hear you come in. I said you contradicted your original statement. You said at first that there was no contamination in the water. That was before I made these last tests. You just released the statement. And announced the existence of bacteria that might cause the present epidemic of fever. May I see your laboratory notes? There they are. Have a look, if you can understand them. 
I'm not much of a chemist, Fox, but I do know something about our present system for purifying the water. It's obsolete, for one thing. Oh, is it? It must be. Take a look at those reports. Take a look at this slide on the stage of the microscope. It's fairly crawling. Really? Emphatically. Fox, I wonder what made you change your opinion so suddenly, so radically. Well, these tests. Where did that water come from? Right from that test. Are you doubting me? Oh, no, Fox. No, I wouldn't doubt you without more proof. Proof? Proof of what? Mr. Fox, there are certain interests that would like very much to sell the city a new water filtration plant. It would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars and represent a tremendous burden to the already well-burdened taxpayers. It would mean that water rates would have to be doubled, and it would line the pockets of the firm that installed it. Which is the more important, the public health or saving a few cents a month for taxpayers? Both are important. The first is essential. Public health must be guarded at any cost. But we do not need a new system. You say that in the face of what my report shows? I do. I've had my own chemist analyze the water. Oh, I see. I guess you're heading around for a cut-in on the grass, huh? Fox, yeah. Maybe you have the idea that the Maxwell Company will hand you a few grand to okay the new water system. I have the idea that they've already done that. For you. You'd better prove that statement before you make it public. Perhaps I will. I could hear most of what was said because I was just outside the door. I didn't mean to eavesdrop, but I did want to speak to Fox. Then I heard George Tyler mention my name. I've had Dr. Holmes in conference, and I'm convinced that his explanation for the epidemic is the right one. Fox, you accuse me of wanting to get cash. Well, I charge you with that very thing. It's my opinion that you've already been paid by the Maxwell representative. You watch what you're saying, Tyler. You and Burton, and I don't know how many others. Burton will hear about your accusation. Let him. Tell him that I said he's had an itching palm ever since he took office. He's banked ten times as much as his salary. He's been in on every graft that came along. If you don't like the way things are being run, why don't you resign? Perhaps I shall. Both men were furious, Mr. Reed. And I was about to walk away from the door, rather than embarrass them by letting them know they'd been overheard, when George Tyler's wife came up to me and said... Why, Dr. Holmes, how do you do? I, I was rather surprised, and I didn't want her to go in where Fox and her husband were arguing. What did you do? For a moment, I didn't know what to say. But I was spared the trouble of saying anything because Tyler came out and... Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, George. I've something to tell you. You know Dr. Holmes, of course. Of course. Perhaps he'd be glad to hear what I have to say. Uh, let's go over here where it's a little more private. I, I think perhaps I'd better go along. Oh, please come, Doctor. Come along, Holmes. You and I may have a little trouble on our hands before the week is finished. I went with Tyler and his wife and realized that whatever charges were made against Tyler would quite possibly be made against me as well. I knew that Fox was a man who would stop at nothing and that he was in a position where his words could not be questioned. Then Mrs. Tyler told why she came to see her husband. Never mind how I happen to hear this, but take my word for it, George. It's the truth. What is, Mary? There's a man in town by the name of Gaylord. Have you heard of him? Heard of him? I should say I have. Gaylord is the man who's trying to sell the city the new water system. That's what I understood. He told certain people that he already had spent around $10,000 in the right places. And he's reasonably certain that he'll persuade the city that the epidemic is caused by the drinking water. But that is not the case. I'm willing to stake my professional reputation on my statement. Gaylord, Burton, Fox. I wonder who else has sold our city short. There you have it, Mr. Reed. I've talked off the record, you understand. I'm glad you've confided in me like this, Dr. Holmes. Tyler is a patient of mine. This thing has hit him hard. The charges in today's clarion will hit him even harder. Charges? You expressed the idea that Fox might talk. Well, he has talked. 
He's hinted that Tyler is waiting for a chance to cash in. He has no basis for that his claim. That anything that Tyler might say. Mr. Reed, is there nothing that can be done to give the public the truth? Not without actual proof. Is the word of Fox absolutely final? Fox is in charge of the city laboratory. He's made the test. Uncontaminated water. He claims it's the water from the tap. That can't be true. And even if it were, he has no proof it's that water which is causing the present epidemic. Dr. Holmes, the Sentinel will do what it can to investigate. You have my promise on that. The Sentinel investigating. That makes me laugh. Have any reporters annoyed you, Fox? Oh, they came around my laboratory, Burton. But I won't let them bother me. My investigation is showing beyond the shadow of doubt that our method of purifying water is archaic, obsolete, old-fashioned, and not terror. That's exactly right, Burton. Now, the Maxwell system, which I've been trying to sell to your city... You needn't sell me, Gaylord. I'm sold. But I haven't seen any signed contracts yet. What about them? You just give us a little time. I'm giving another radio address tonight. Radio is the thing. I'm going to come right into the home of every citizen in town and show them the risks that lurk in their water faucets. Good. Show them how certain of our backward city fathers are unwilling to keep step with progress and show how the added cost for your system will mean practically nothing. The added cost will mean less than two cents a day. Now, my friends, figure that out. The average family is five people. Two cents a day for good health for a family of five. Less than half a cent a person. And for that trifling sum, certain people still maintain and insist that we shall adhere to the same drinking water that has been used for the past decade. Suppose the auto industry stood still. Suppose all industry refused to admit progress. You would still be listening to me on headphones. Perhaps you would never know the thrills of radio. Rabble, Rousey. Not a bit. Not a fellow burden. Cato, his is the type of voice that can make you hate anything he sneers at. The type of voice that hypnotizes the public. He has them thinking that two cents a day is a mere trifle. But he doesn't tell them that it means 60 cents a month, nearly two dollars more on the quarterly water bills. And that means that the water bills will be practically doubled. That's right, Miss Witt. I can't even think of a way for the Green Hornet to act in this situation. But you might try. Why? Well, how can I try? What can I do? Suppose the Hornet did call on Fox or Burton or even Gaylord, who's passing out the money. There's nothing to work on. Unless... Unless what, Miss Witt? Unless I could get you into Fox's laboratory. You know chemistry, Cato. Yes, Mr. Bitt. Perhaps you could run some tests on the specimens he's already tested, if they're still there. If he has equipment. No, there's plenty of equipment there, Cato. I wonder if we could get into the laboratory tonight. We might try. It's worth the effort, Cato. I want to be sure of just one thing before we go any further. What is that, Mr. Reed? I want to be sure that Fox has lied in his reports on the analyses of the city water. Is the car ready? Yes, Mr. Reed. It's ready. Bring the mask and weapon in and let's see about getting into that city laboratory. Samples, Fox analyzed. Very well. Yeah, his lab note should be here somewhere. And let me take that light. 
Stand where you are and don't move. What's that? I have you covered. The home. The green horn. Put down that gun and listen to me. Listen to you, nothing. If you move one step, I'll shoot to kill. <laughs> Curtain falls on the first act of our Green Hornet drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. a faint glow of light in the chemistry laboratory as Dr. Holmes, gun in hand, faces the Green Hornet. So you are the Green Hornet. What are you doing here, Holmes? Aren't you in trouble enough already? Trouble? <laughs> I'll go the whole way now. I'm here to prove that Fox lied. I'm here to conduct my own analysis with the same equipment Fox used. I'm here to loon the truth for myself. Burglary on top of the other charges, eh? Burglary. What's a thing like that to me? I don't think there'll be any charge anyway. You're the one who entered first. And I suppose you're the one who put the watchman in the condition which I found him. I am. But enough talk. I've never shot a man. But you... Holmes, you haven't even asked me what I'm doing here. Obviously, you're hand in glove with the rest of the crew. You're mistaken. Oh, no, I, I came didn't. here for the same reason you did. I, too, wanted to know the truth about those water tests. Why? Because I had ideas about collecting a little of this cash that Gaylord's planning to spend. You? I knew it. You are in with the rest of them. But that's where you're wrong. I'm against the rest of them. And until they pay me off. Oh, that's it, eh? Well, you'll not be paid off. I'm going to... Don't you know that before you can squeeze that trigger, my friend will knock you down? <laughs> That's a pretty old trick, Hornet. I've heard it done before, but I won't turn around. You didn't see my assistant when you came in here. Assistant? <laughs> Hold him! I'll take that gun. You, you do have someone with you. I have, as you've seen. Let me go now. No, Holmes. You keep facing this way. Well, now what are you going to do to me? Nothing, Dr. Holmes. Nothing? Nothing at all. Except to watch you while you proceed as you planned. Proceed? Test that water. I'll watch you. You can do what my assistant was about to do when you came in here. To help you, I'll... You'll not hamper me in any way, Holmes. You will simply deprive yourself of the privilege of helping to smash this gang. If you don't care to run these tests, I'll give you the same gas I gave the watchman. And then recall my assistant to do what he started to do when you interrupted. I... I want to be in on this. Good. Now get going. This is Dr. Holmes calling. I would like to speak to Mr. Reed in person. One moment, Dr. Holmes. I'll tell him. Yes? 
Dr. Holmes is calling. Do you want to speak to him? Oh, yes. Put him on my line. One moment, please. Hey, Casey. Is the boss in? He's talking on the phone right now, Lowry. Wait around. And how? Say, it looks as if the council is going to close a deal for that new water system. Not really. No fooling. And if they do, it's the biggest piece of graft this city's ever seen. Well, it's been jammed right down the taxpayer's throat. I know it. Why don't the boss slap a big spread on page one? Oh, why? Well, look at the clarion. Here, get a load of this. Look. Hey, don't try to ram it down my throat. Look at it. The way they play up the sickness. The way that Dr. Holmes has been treated. The way Burton accuses George Tyler. Yes? Yeah, George Tyler on the phone for me. Very well. Tyler? What's the boss wanted him? Anyone else, Mr. Reed? Oh, is that Lowry out there? Yes, he's here. Well, tell him to stick around. Things are due to happen. Due to happen? I also want an outside line. I have a few calls of my own to make. Yes, sir. In this case, uh, Dr. Holmes will be around shortly. Please ask him to wait in your office. Oh, very well, Mr. Reed. Why does he want Tyler here? I'm sure I don't know, Lowry. He told me just what you heard. And Doc Holmes, why is he coming here? How do I know? I hope Tyler's at home. He wasn't at his office a while ago. Hello? Is Mr. Tyler there? Britt Reed of the Sentinel calling. Oh, one moment, please. Peter? Yes. Hello? Mr. Tyler, this is the Daily Sentinel. Could you come to Mr. Reed's office as soon as possible? Reed's office? Yes, yes, I think so. Thank you. Casey, I got a hunch. What? I mean it. The boss doesn't take graft like this sitting down. He hasn't been laying back on the editorials for nothing. He's been biding his time. He's been waiting. Has he? I'll bet on it. You just wait and see. Lolly, I think we may have a story for the afternoon edition. What sort of story, boss? Something that Dr. Holmes has told me about. Oh, Reed, I'm glad I was able to catch you. Oh, come right in, Dr. Holmes. I was keenly interested in what you had to say. Reed, I, uh... Well, here is the letter I spoke about on the telephone. Let me see it. Yes, yes, of course. I I hope you'll have the same confidence that I have that this, this writer tells the truth. Writer? What's the letter? Hands off, Lowry. I believe what he says, Mr. Reed. I, I can't tell you why I believe it. You simply have to take my word for it. Very well. I've already telephoned for George Tyler to come here. Good. And also a couple of other men who will be interested in what you outlined on the phone. Do you think the plan will work? Well, I see that it's suggested by uh, this writer. Yes. What's the mystery? Who sent that letter? What's this plan? Don't breathe a word of it, Lowry. But this was sent from the Green Hornet. The Hornet? What's the Hornet got to do with this? Please, please believe me that he can be trusted. How do you know? I, I know. We're going to play a hunch, Lowry. We're going to do just what Dr. Holmes has requested. The Green Hornet went to that laboratory last night. The city lab? Yes. Where Fox worked? Yes. And we didn't get a story about it? Oh, no, we had no story about it. What's the matter with us? Why did we miss a break like that? Now, take it easy, Lowry. We're planning for a bigger break today. George Tyler will be here in a couple of minutes, and when he comes, we'll go over to the city laboratory. City chemist was in his laboratory with Burton and Gaylord. There seemed to be a bit of misunderstanding. But I don't know who sent for you two. I certainly didn't. Mm, all I know, Fox, is that I received a telephone call. which told that you wanted to see me here as soon as possible. And I the same. If you didn't call for me, Fox, who did? I don't know. There's nothing I want to see you about anyway. I have troubles of my own today. Troubles? What kind of troubles? Oh, I have to find a new night watchman. The one that was on duty last night disappeared. Disappeared? Yes, went off on a bat or something. He didn't ring his box at midnight, and when the detectives came, they found that he'd apparently gone home. He hasn't been seen since. They can't find any trace of him. You didn't send for us, then? No, I didn't send for you, Gaylord. Well, how do things shape up, anyway? Now that we're here, we might as well compare notes. All right, as far as I'm concerned. I've given out the reports you wanted. And they're fine reports. Fine reports. How did you like the radio address last night, Hawks? First rate. That ought to get action. I think we'll have the purchase contract signed in no time. There'll be something nice in it for each of you men when it's signed. Who's there? Open up, Fox. We want to talk to you. Oh, just a moment. 
Well, what sort of a delegation is this? My name's Lowry, Lowry of the Sentinel, and this is Britt Reed. Guess you've heard of him, Parks. Well, to what am I indebted for the honor of this visit? Dr. Holmes has a few suggestions to make, Parks. Oh, you hear, Holmes? <laughs> You have a nerve coming here. Perhaps I have, Fox. We're expecting some other gentlemen here, too, Fox. Well, Burton, I heard your speech last night. Oh, you did, eh? Yeah, rabble-rouser. See here, now, Take it easy, Burton. It might satisfy your curiosity a little, and yours, too, Gaylord, to know that I was the one who telephoned for you gentlemen to be here. You? I was told Mr. Fox wanted to see me. Well, I dare say he does. Well, at, at least, least he will want to see these two before the morning's over. Well, you'll have to get out. I'm busy today. I have work to do. Yes, you have some special work to do, Fox. We're going to ask you some questions about the water you've been testing. My report is final. I'll tolerate no interference whatsoever. Oh, here come my friends now. Uh, hello, Britt. Fox, I believe you know the health commissioner. Why, I... Oh, yes. I'll be in time? Oh, yes, quite in time. In fact, we've been waiting for you. Allow me, Fox, to present, in case you don't already know him, to present the commissioner of police. What is the meaning of this? President of the city council and his honor the mayor. Let's proceed with this plan you outlined, Reed. Very well. What sort of a game are you trying to play here? You wouldn't toss these gentlemen out of your laboratory, would you, Fox? I gentlemen. Dr. Holmes has suggested that you come here and witness a test on the water samples Mr. Fox has in those flasks on his bench. I've already tested that water and turned in my report. That, you say, is the water you've tested? It is, and here are my notes on it. If that doesn't satisfy you... It doesn't satisfy us, Fox. I think it would be a good idea if you'd repeat the test. Use the same sample and follow your original notes. Go through the same procedure and let us witness the various reactions. Very well, I'll do it. If that will satisfy you. It's rather a serious matter, you know, spending so much of the taxpayer's money. This is nothing but a publicity ruse. It's just a stunt of these newspaper men to get a story. You're quite right, Burton. It is a stunt. And we'll get a story. Fox, please proceed with the test. All right, I will proceed. Oh, by the way, did you bring the stenographer? He's right outside. You might as well start taking down his shorthand right now. Be a good idea to have a transcript of everything that's said from this point on. Very well. And uh, have it entered in the record that Fox has stated that he's already tested the contents of those flasks on his bench. We heard that. You'll have to stand back. I'll have to have some room to work of here. Of course. Give Mr. Fox all the room he wants. The city chemist proceeded with the experiment. When it was almost finished, he said, Now I'm ready for the final test. If you know anything about this process, you know that the particular contamination I'm trying to isolate will cause a brown color to appear when I add this reagent. Yes, that's we right. know that. Then I hope you'll be satisfied. There, it's turned brown. It has turned brown. I said the water was contaminated. Are you satisfied? Mr. Reed, what's the meaning of this? Have you been trying to make fools of us? You promised us an expose. I thought you said you'd prove the Fox gave out a false report. I thought you were going to clear me. This makes me more of a laughing stock than ever. Mr. Reed, that letter I showed Wait you. Wait a minute. Fox, let me ask you one question. Well? Is the water you took from those flats just now the same water you tested before? Of course it is. You uh, haven't changed it since yesterday? No. You mean to say you did not change the water in those flasks this morning? I did not. Then the water that was there at midnight last night is the water you tested just now? Yes. Let me read you, gentlemen, a part of this letter. The watchman will be on hand when needed. He's one witness, Dr. Holmes another. I emptied the water from the flasks and replaced it with chemically pure distilled water from the laboratory supply. And that is true. But you've tested distilled water and called it contaminated. And you'll find the contamination in one of your reagents. You yourself contaminated that water, Fox. <laughs> if that water had come through clear, you'd have been all right. It would have proved that you gave an honest examination. But it didn't. You knew there had to be contamination, so you made sure it would show up. Wait, what about I can... that? If you doubt my word, sir, take the contents of those other flasks. 
They'll prove to be distilled water. Take Fox's reagents and see if you don't find the contaminating substances in one of them. That's what we shall do. And you still want proof that I was here last night. Take a look at that carboy of distilled water. I can tell you what you'll find there. Because the man who wrote that letter Mr. Reed has put it there while I was watching. No. No, that. I didn't notice it. I didn't see it till now. The seal of the Green Hornet. The Hornet. You won't arrest me. You can't prove anything. You haven't got a thing on me. Take these chemicals. We'll have other men decide on the truth of these charges. I won't be taken. I won't be taken. I'm That's sacking him, boy. That'll hold him. I think his actions denote guilt. They do. But chemistry will produce proof that will stand up in any court. I didn't know anything about that. You can't believe me. We'll get to you too, Burton, before we finish. Dr. Holmes, you seem to have been aligned with the Green Hornet. Well, I... The Green Hornet's letter puts Dr. Holmes in the clear. And I think this morning's events will reestablish the public opinion of Mr. Tyler. Go on, Lowry, and file your story. And how? I, I want to call my wife and tell her the news she's prayed that she might hear. Thanks to the Green Hornet. is a copyrighted feature of the Green Hornet Incorporated. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, it's hard to believe that there are people in this world still without clean drinking water. I mean, even in this country, we have places without clean drinking water, and there really is no reason for it. You know, 84 years later, the reason is still greed. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcast. We are also on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. 
If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you would like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and clicking on the support button. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball and join us back next Monday for some more with the Green Hornet. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off. <laughs>